Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. You have no right to tell me what to do with fill in the blank. Seems like we've been hearing a lot of these words lately. Or maybe another one, that you have no right to impose your religious views on me. But what does that really mean? It means that while you may have no right to impose your religious views on them, they have every right to impose their non-religious views on you. Our modern secular society tries to say that religion is something that should be merely and only uh, that should merely and only happen within the confines of the church building. And a not careful reading of our gospel lesson might conclude the same thing. Do not judge. Do not condemn. Stay out of other people's lives. Right? Well, no. In fact, if we'd read just a little before and after this, we'd see that we are to be concerned with other people. God says, be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. You can't be merciful unless you are concerned about another person. And so that's the point. We are to be concerned with other people, not concerned about us and our own reputation or our own standing. We treat others and we teach others, not as if we are more righteous or better, but equal. Preaching against your brother because you believe that you are better is to be a hypocrite with a beam in your own eye. Rather, we are mutual. We are, as Jesus says, brothers. And we are to be concerned about the speck in our brother's eye only if we realize that we first have a beam in our own eye. This is a picture of the fifth mark in the Lutheran, or of the church, of the fifth mark of the church, the mutual conversation and consolation of the brethren. Our Lutheran confessions say that it is through these means these marks of the church that God gives us his grace and goodness. God gives us counsel and aid against sin. And God does this, God gives us counsel and aid not merely in one way only, but in numerous ways because, as our confessions say, God is super abundantly rich and liberal in his grace and goodness. He could just give his grace in one way and one way only and expect you to to do that one thing, but he gives his grace in multiple different ways, in multiple different means, because we are real people with real bodies and real needs. The mutual conversation and consolation of the brethren is what happens when Christians take God's word and speak it or sing it or read it to each other. That includes law, what God's Word says we are to do or not to do, as well as gospel, what God has done already to take away my sins of not keeping the law. 
And note, then, that the preaching of the law is always to gain your brother. That is, to be able to speak to them the gospel, which relieves the conscience of guilt and imputes the righteousness of Christ to those who hear and believe. The point of, of preaching the law is not to make good moralists, not to moralize people, but to give them the gospel. Speaking law and gospel to one another mutually in conversation is a mark of the church. This is what the church does. It is quite often unscheduled, unscripted, and unpredictable. It might involve getting together over a beer to talk about some important biblical ideas and issues that your family is facing. It might involve playdates with another mother to discuss Christian education of your children in a society that is against Christian, the, the Christian worldview. It might involve uh, families getting together to sing hymns, pray together, and talk about the most important things in heaven and on earth. Yes, I know these things are countercultural, but that's what the gospel is countercultural. Christians have to get together as mutuals to converse and to console each other. You need to read scripture in your home, you need to sing hymns in your homes, you need to be involved in continued catechesis. We need to do these good, hard things. Without it, the church becomes merely no different than a fast food restaurant, a place you go in quickly to get out even quicker, a product you pay for but makes no impact on your life. That's why Jesus says, a blind man cannot guide a blind man, can he? Won't they both fall into a pit? Consolation and good counsel do not happen in a vacuum or spring from an empty well. Endurance through the valleys of uh, this dark life, encouragement on the long march toward home, encouragement and consolation and comfort in the valleys of the shadow of death comes from Scripture. It comes from a regular and pious use of Scripture and various opportunities to practice your faith. Without it, you'll be blind. You and your brother will both fall into a pit because you have zero knowledge of where you are or where you're going. If you have no destination as your goal, well, you're never, you'll never reach it. If you live as if heaven is not your goal, you won't reach it. We have to be in Scripture. We have to talk to our brothers. We're equals. We're all in this together, and we need each other. And look at what happens. Look at what happens. If our concern is for my brother, not merely to gain the upper hand and condemn my neighbor, but mutually console my brother and build him up. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. In fact, the me measure with which you measure will be measured back to you. The picture is of a marketplace in ancient Israel. In the market, Jesus pictures a merchant who is not worried about skimping his customers. Rather, he, he packs the grain up, he shakes it together, presses it down to, get, uh, to give as much as possible to his customer. 
Now, they wouldn't put it in bags back then, uh, but the cloak that you were wearing would be the container. You know, this is what kids do in the sandbox. They take their shirt above their, their, their waist, and they put the sand in, and they carry it, and then, and then most of it spills out wherever they're going. In ancient Israel, you would do this with your cloak. Most merchants would give you just enough. But here, this good merchant shakes and presses it to get as much grain as possible into your lap. So much so that it would be pouring out of your lap as you walk home. This is not a typical ethic. People typically do not do something like this, uh, do, not, do not do favors, uh, or they do favors to get something in return. But a merchant like this has nothing to gain. He'd lose money on the deal. He'd lose his work effort that he expended hard work to get and harvest the grain. But Jesus promises that such a person would be blessed. Give, and it will be given to you. The measure with which you measure will be measured back to you. The Father's way of love and mercy are way more generous than even make sense. And so it will be for you. The more you put into your mutual conversation and consolation, the more you will receive. If you talk to your brothers, not to gain the upper hand and condemn them, but to mutually console them and build them up, the same will happen to you. We do not do it to expect anything in return. We might even seemingly get the bad end of the deal. Yeah, it might cost you time or money. Yeah, you might have to spend an extra hour on Sunday morning or an extra 10 minutes each day. Yeah, it might be uncomfortable sometimes because talking about something with more nuance than the weather actually takes some effort. It's easy to talk about how nice of a day it is. It's not as easy to talk about how nice the gospel is. So it might be uncomfortable to say or to tell someone, hey, this, this is not good what you're doing. It's a sin. Or conversely, hey, let me show you something better. But the blessings which come from this are enormous. The more time you put into talking with people who share the most important thing, the more you will receive. So pursue fellowship opportunities. Come to Bible study. Drink a beer with your Christian brothers and sisters. Give generously for the sake of your brothers, and you will receive much in return. Christianity is not a grab-and-go religion. It's not a do-it-yourself religion. Religion is not something to be kept in the confines of the church. God's Word is a feast that is meant to be savored and enjoyed with good company. And talked about afterwards. Ah, that was a good meal. That's the gospel. We need mutual conversation and consolation because, again, we need to be strengthened against the anti-religious judgments and condemnations of this world. The world will impose its non-religious views on you. So you all, we all, need to impose our religious views on each other because these are actually good. And we do have a better way. We have the gospel, the forgiveness of our sins, the freedom 
to not be concerned with my desires or my financial future or my comfort, but the freedom in Christ to love my brother and want what's best for him because God has already filled me with his blessings and they are overflowing. So let's talk about it. Let's drink together from the fountain overflowing with blessings and joy and make use of this wonderful gift and mark of the church, the mutual conversation and consolation of the brethren. You are God's gift to each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be forevermore. Amen.